This is Glenn Crooks on frame. Gabe Siegel got his first crack with New York City FC and MLS last Saturday on a visit to Gillette Stadium against the New England Revolution. Siegel started at striker, which surprised even the most stalwart of city supporters. The insertion of Siegel allowing head coach Nick Cushing to push Tylus Magno from the number nine to the left side of the attack where Magno has more comfort. Magno scored the late equalizer on a powerful header off a Gabby Panetta corner, the match ending 1-1. Siegel, a product of the Bethesda Academy in Maryland, where he still trains with former pro player Philip Gow. He talks about his preseason with the D.C. United first team and training with one of his idols, Wayne Rooney. And while he didn't win a national championship at Stanford, they had won three consecutive just before his arrival, he gained some valuable experience in Palo Alto, as well as Germany, where he signed with Köln and had more valuable experiences as part of his development there. His New York City coach gave him high marks after his debut, so it won't be a surprise this time if we see him make his home debut at Yankee Stadium against Atlanta. Here now, my conversation with Gabe Siegel, recorded after training on Thursday, April the 6th. First of all, congratulations on your MLS and New York City FC debut. Um, Can you maybe take us through that day leading into it? I know we bumped into each other at the hotel, but uh, tell me a little bit about that day. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a very exciting day for me. Um, uh, A day that I've been looking forward to ever since I got to this club. I think that... Um, I've had to be patient for sure to get my opportunity and that's kind of been my mindset throughout all of preseason and the first few weeks to just be ready when I'm called upon and control what I can control in training so that's what I did um, when I got the the call that I was gonna gonna be starting I was definitely very thrilled I I was also thinking that this is my opportunity I better take the most of it or make the most of it um, and so that's what I was just thinking before. I, I, I was trying not to think about all the implications too much um, about how I was going to play because if you get caught up in, in that, then you start to worry and get nervous. So I was more trying to keep a level head and, and just uh, go into the game uh, as relaxed as I could and I think first get settled into the first few passes and then work from there. So did you have a, a somewhat of a, a plan as to how you wanted to – uh, approach those first few minutes you just kind of mentioned that maybe yeah. uh, keep things simple yeah definitely I think that my the game plan for me in general was to come in there and link the play for all these all these guys and I think that's what I tried to do and from the first first minute onward I definitely was trying to connect the my first few passes get comfortable ease into the game and then um, continue to do that throughout the whole game that seemed to work out. Yeah, yeah. I was definitely very happy with the the, the Lincoln play. Um, so now, as a as a striker, one of your uh, duties as a as a member of the team is to score goals. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like you had maybe the one big chance in mm-hmm. front of goal. Mm-hmm. How do you remember that one developing? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a very quick play that happened. Uh, I I just remember Talis getting the ball out wide. Um, I saw the opportunity to make a near post run, a hard run, and I, I knew that in that moment I probably wasn't going to get the ball. Um, just the defender was there and everything, but it dragged him, and then hopefully Mati was going to get the shot off, which he 
he did it got deflected and then it bounced right to me so I honestly the run I made I wasn't expecting to get it um and then it was right there I was kind of off balance and everything so it was that's what happens sometimes when you look back at the film or someone watching on tv for me even looking back I was like ah, I wish I had done a little bit better um and but that's always how it's going to be uh these things come quick and the job of a striker as you said is to get get goal chances but it's also when they don't go in to have a uh, short memory and and move on to the next one be ready for the next opportunity um so hopefully that comes this weekend so you talked about uh, trying not to get caught up in in taking advantage of this opportunity mm-hmm. because that's a big part of it but that's i would think easier said than done mm-hmm. because if you don't perform maybe you don't get this second game yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like uh, is happening so can you is, is that a something that you've experienced over time you spent some time in germany mm-hmm. uh, with Kohn, and uh, you have other experiences but uh, how uh, how did that come about for you yeah i mean it's definitely something that is just a constant in sports uh we play at a very high level um so and there's a ton of great players on on the team so when you don't make the most of your opportunity don't play as well for anybody um you're in jeopardy of losing losing minutes and and that spot so um it's just something that you definitely think about at times but at the end of the day the only way that you can not be flustered by that and not have that dictate how you play in a negative way is to kind of relax and and do your best to not think about it and just kind of be confident in all the preparation that that you've put into it and confident in the player you are and just hold hold your head high and just go in there and do what you do and then the rest yeah but you're only 21 years old how are you able to uh, be so (laughs) mature about it is uh is it partly your upbringing partly uh, the experiences you've had what do you think yeah i definitely think it's uh partially my upbringing um obviously i'm very happy with the the values that my family instilled in me and then also I think going through different types of challenges where um, and just the college game being completely different I think that there's different challenges that present themselves there and um, it's a time in life where you have to learn how to overcome those and then moving to Germany as well uh, they it's it's tough there's they speak a different language they have guys who have been at the club for a long time so you de- I think I got a taste of that there where you're really fighting for your spot all the time and needing to to prove yourself but then also I think it made me realize that you have to also be enjoying your soccer because the I think the most important thing for me and many other players is you play better when you're happy when you're loose when um, you're having fun so I think that that's I've, I've throughout my career there's been various points smaller and and bigger where I wasn't enjoying it quite as much and I saw my performance dip and then the times when I was playing my best soccer I was really having fun so you gotta the mental aspect of the the game is so important in that in that respect um, so it it's you got to take the time throughout the day to think about these things and make sure your mindset's in the right place so you can perform your best. A number of Americans have ventured to Germany to mm-hmm. uh, start or continue their soccer careers. Is there anything in particular about 
the environment there, whether it was training, the game, uh, that was maybe different than here that helped prepare you for the next step? Yeah, I think that the style is definitely, I mean, anybody who watches the Bundesliga or any of the other leagues in Germany can tell it's a really high-paced league. Um, they obviously have a ton of great soccer players on the ball technically too, so it's kind of a combination of really athletic um, players and then guys who are very good on the ball too. So I think that just the level overall was very high and um, prepared me very well for coming in here um, to also a very high environment. But just kind of having that runway to to kind of get get my feet wet and and adapt to the next level. And you mentioned the college environment. So you went to Stanford University. Mm -hmm. Nice place to hang out, Palo yeah. Alto. I mean, it's a... Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite place, yeah. Yeah, really. So uh, you played for a coach there, Jeremy Gunn, and uh, we had talked about this off mic about uh, I couldn't recall your years and whether those were national championship years. And I guess you came in after. Yeah, after, yeah, yeah. But uh, still performing well. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what you said you had to overcome some things there. Mm -hmm. or was it the, the, the style? Was it uh, going to class and, and, and playing? I mean, what, what were the challenges? Yeah, I think it's a bit of everything. Definitely you're a student athlete when you're in college, so you have a lot of other things going on now it's easy for me uh, I, I don't have much going on outside of soccer so I can really focus my all into it so at school there's a lot of distractions there's a um, there's school there's social activities and it's a great time in that respect but right. you really have to be disciplined to to keep improving and I always had the goal of wanting to play professionally so it's easy to lose track of that when you're at a place with so many fun distractions, you know. Um, but I think I was able to, throughout my whole time there, uh, keep focusing on my goals. And, yeah, definitely the the style of play is different in college than it is in the professional ranks. But at the same time, it's a very challenging environment because there's a ton of kids who are all working very hard and it's a it's definitely a very athletic physical game um, and there are a lot of good soccer players in it too so I think that um, the style we wanted to play there was um, really different than here different as I recall yeah, yeah. watching Stanford oh, yeah. it was very direct no, it's, and, it's definitely yeah. but I think that that really was a good experience for me to be kind of have a taste of different styles of play and pull out the positives from each of those things to kind of combine into um, the player I am. Um, I think it really helped with my intensity and my work rate. I think that that's something I, I've tried to show in the first game and will always try and show every training, every opportunity I get working hard um, because I can, I can. Well, you're, you're, your coach, Nick Cushing, said, and this is a quote, mm -hmm. he's trained like an animal. So <laughs> what does that mean? I think it just means what, what I was saying is that I think I try to, no matter what moment I'm on the field, whether that's a training um, with my friends or if it's a, a training with the first team here or in a game for the first team, I'm always going to give it my all because that's just – the values I've had, and I think that that's a big credit to what I learned at Stanford um, and and Coach Gunn, as you said. Um, but that has to be, in my mind, m the constant that I bring to every 
every single time I'm on the field. And if I'm doing that and and other things aren't going quite right, like I'm, I feel like I'm still making an impact. Um, so yeah. Two v two in the backyard, same thing. Yeah, yeah. With uh, it was unfortunate. My my brother's pretty a lot younger than I am, but I, I definitely think I've toughened him up through playing playing hard with him, whether it's soccer or basketball or anything. But I had uh, my best friends. We growing up, we would always uh, go out and, and play. That's just what we would like to do in our free time. So definitely there as well. Nice, Gabe Siegel, uh, New York City FC forward, with us, and. I'd like you, you, you told me um, at the hotel uh, the story about Wayne Rooney. I'd like, mm-hmm. I'd like you to uh, tell that again to those who are listening. Uh, you were at DC United in the academy, but you had an opportunity to go to preseason mm-hmm. with the first team. So you take it from here. Yeah, so growing up, I was always playing for Bethesda Academy. Um, I never fully made the switch to DC, and hence I'm not a homegrown for them. Um, but I... Um, yeah, I got to be around trainings uh, when I was younger and then got to go to preseason with them and Wayne Rooney was there, who's always been my kind of my idol, my, the soccer player that I've looked up to um, as a forward. Uh, I think the our physicality is somewhat similar and, um, and he's another guy when you talk about work rate, he was working so hard no matter what team he was on. Uh, and, and that led to a lot of success. But I think just being on and off the field in that preseason, being able to just observe him and the things he, he did that made him so professional. Um, what, he, what stood out for you? I think, among other things, when you, once again, the work rate. Like he, He's a big-time player. He's done so much in his career. It's easy. I mean, you see it sometimes uh, with big players coming to to the states they're not working quite as hard or right. things like that but he he would he i mean think back to his iconic clip when he he chased down defender slide tackled had an assist like i remember watching that too it's like <laughs> that's the type of player he is and he showed that in training too um so that that reinstilled in my my head that i need to always do that and then also just how clean he is on the ball or was um probably still is <laughs> but how clean he is um with his passing his shooting uh, and the vision just the soccer IQ to know when when and where to play the ball at all times was so when he's clean technically do you yeah. hear it or do you how does it how is it defined how can you just really good in tight spaces and I think the soccer IQ of it where um he's playing the pass at the right speed at the right position to your right foot like there's just a lot of things that go into it that it's when you're playing with it and also to see on tv um something you can tell for sure when did you know that you are a goal scorer i mean what at what point uh, growing up teams you played on um who was the first coach that said you got to play up top man (laughs) it's actually funny um so it, it came very young. Um, so my my dad and um, and the coaching staff that I was with at um, Potomac when I was like seven, seven, eight, nine, we played in a tournament against um, Bethesda. So it was before I moved over to Bethesda. Um, and 
the coach there was Philip Zhao, who's been a huge, I don't know if you've ever heard of that name, but mm-hmm. a huge, huge part of my career and my life, um, both on and off the field. He's been such a great figure, and I honestly credit a ton of my soccer um, success to him. But he, we played against him, and it was still when we are playing with pug goals, little goals and everything, <laughs> but I scored a lot of goals in that game, and then he went, he loves telling this story uh, whenever we're training, and with the little guys now, he, he always comes over and says it, but um, he went over to my dad and said, we need to get this, uh, your kid to Bethesda, I need to be his coach, and Philip was very well respected, his son Joe Jow played, his daughter Mia Jow plays, and the NWSL, um, and he's had a really good track record of a ton of players coming up through him. So my at that point, I started doing uh, sessions with both my team at Potomac, but then also at Bethesda, and you could, I could just tell then, I mean, my dad could tell too that it was improve, helping me improve a lot, and then eventually we made the full switch over to be with him. Um, but he, he I, I was playing center mid more at the time, I think, when I was really young. Uh-huh. I think that's where a lot of people start off. But um, he moved me up to forward, and I, I scored a lot of goals throughout my whole youth career and then into the academy and everything. Um, and, and then at Stanford, it continues. So uh, I just try and be in the right spot and, and get goals. Yeah. yeah, how would you describe yourself? So uh, supporters haven't really seen much of you. Uh, so you score goals in what ways? Left-footed, right-footed, in the air, yeah. poacher yeah, yeah. from outside the area. Yeah, I think being ready for whatever. I think I have the quality to score all those types of goals. Um, I think in this team, hopefully um, it'll show, and, and I have a ton of amazing teammates around me who can get me and any forward the ball in dangerous positions. So I think being ready for whatever comes and – and just uh, being clean with with my finishes in that respect. Do you have a celebration uh-huh. when you score? Is it? We'll do you have, have a set, uh, or are we just gonna have to wait? We'll have to see when it comes out. <laughs> it might it might just be a, a some sort of reaction, <laughs> but I, I can guarantee you I'll definitely be happy if that happens. <laughs> a confident New York City FC striker, Gabe Siegel. Our conversation after training on Thursday. We chatted for a bit afterward and learned that his father is his agent. Dan Siegel, who I looked up later and discovered he's the executive vice president of global football for the Wasserman Agency. And a few of his clients in his stable include Gio Reyna, Weston McKenney, Walker Zimmerman, Matt Turner, and Joe Scally. Gabe also told me he trained in the offseason with one of the top goal scorers in MLS from a season ago, San Jose Earthquake striker Jeremy Abobasi. As New York City expressed their interest in a number nine in the transfer market ahead of the April 24th deadline, Gabe Siegel will try to extinguish their concerns in the short term and hope that maybe he could be the long-term solution. If he starts filling up the back of the net, it'll be hard to sit him down. This is Glenn Crooks on Frame.